This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. City podcast. Happy New Year's Day. It was not at Ashton Gate on January the 1st, 2024, because it finished Bristol City nil, Millwall won. 21,700 people showed up there, 600 from Millwall, so 7,000 people decided to pay on the day. And I'd be interested to see how many of those will be back when we play Watford for the next home league game which is 20 days, 20, 19 days away now. Uh, joining me are regulars Mark and uh, Ian. Uh, I'll start with you, Ian. Uh, I, I was utterly, utterly depressed at 10 to 5 yesterday. Uh, and, you know, apoplectic about it. You know, they, they didn't... They did what City do so often. They dashed my expectations. I didn't expect them to raise it. It was Millwall, right? Third win in a row for them, by the way, under another young manager. But Ian, your thoughts on the game? Because I was, as I say, apoplectic. I think we were all incredibly disappointed. Um, We we saw at Birmingham how difficult it is against a side who were at home and paid us the respect of sitting in against us as if we were a top two, top three side. Um, obviously saw what we did at Watford when Watford decided to give us a game of football um, and we more than gave Watford a game of football and bearing in mind the teams that we've beaten were all sixth or seventh when we beat them so they had the confidence to attack us and that didn't go well for them um, so this is what's going to happen you've you've got Nigel Pearson's squad uh, that, and I'll, I'll include uh the academy players and the ones that he re-signed as being his sign-ins, because if he didn't want to re-sign them, they'd have been gone. Um, and we're trying to play a different style of football. Okay. All right. And let's, let's talk it, about that. I just well, want to get your initial thoughts coming away. So that's something that... Well, the initial thoughts after the game was it was awful. But, um, you know, we've seen awful games down there before. We've seen a lot in the last few years. So um, was I was I entirely surprised? 
No. And tiredness isn't an issue because they played the same number of games exactly. in the same time scale as we had. Exactly. What were your thoughts, Mark? I mean, I, I, you know, I, I stormed out the ground. That's the only word I can use to describe it. And I was cussing all the way back to my car and it doesn't achieve anything. And you think, well, we've been here 50 odd years watching this expectations raised, you know, Birmingham, we thought, well, I say a bit of a one-off, you know, they needed that point, but Millwall, bit of a bogey side. We'd won their one nil early on in the season. Uh, it, you know, Mark, what are your thoughts? Because I'm almost speechless. <laughs> I've been rendering on it. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't entirely surprised because we knew what Will Millwall would come and do, which would be sit in and 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 ask us to break them down. And we don't have the players to do that. We just don't have it, and but we and we don't have anybody with physicality to get on the end of the ball and force things. If we need to go to a different plan, we don't have players who can break the lines and carry the ball through midfield. Uh, we don't have players who can play with their with their backs to goal and bring players into play. So when we made the substitutions, there were never any match winners. But going against what Ian said, I think we did look very tired and we did look very flat. So much so that I thought that Mill controlled the game in the second half and we oh. faded so badly that we were waiting for him to score. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say we weren't tired, Mark. We didn't look tired. I said there was no excuse to be okay, tired. Yeah, no excuse, yeah. I mean, more, I thought we, I thought we more, looked tired. More tired. Why would we be more tired than Millwall? Well, Graham Ford just said here on the text, he said it was a very tired-looking team. You know, this this is a feeble excuse. It's like we were the only club that got into financial problems because of bloody COVID. Let's just face up to the fact that every team has to go through it, right? Yeah. We didn't extend ourselves against Birmingham. That's just the way the game went, yeah? And it was appalling, really. Yeah, I mean, there just wasn't enough urgency. Players were very, very passive on the ball. There, there just wasn't the desire there uh, at, at times to, to want to make things happen. I mean, the second half, can you think of any chances? I mean, no. there was just absolutely nothing. But when, when you was, say there's not the desire there, Mark, I mean, surely there should be the desire. We've got a manager who, in addition to saying we look dangerous without being dangerous, said, you know, they got that winning habit of three wins in a row. You know, you'd think, on New Year's Day, they'd be up for it. You know, big crowd. Yeah, admittedly, it was as quiet as the Emirates in there for most of the game. But, what, you know, that's the manager's job is to make people up for it, isn't it? Yeah, it should be. Um, but I don't know whether it was in the face of uh, Millwall's physicality, the weather or whatever. You didn't have players who, who you know, attempted to go forward. I mean, you know, I think Sam Bell's run near the end where he, his touch was too heavy. You know, he pushed the ball on and we were waiting for him to bear down on goal. It, his touch was too heavy, almost took it out of play. Yeah. There just wasn't enough of that. Yeah. I mean, every time George Tanner got the ball, the, ga the game just stopped. He had no intention of going down the line. I think he made one inside pass to Vyman. That was the only thing he did in attack. Yeah. Um, every time he got the ball, he was looking for a pass back. It was just all very safe, all well, very passive. I mean, now, Ian will take issue with there, Ian, because you, you've criticised me for criticising George Tanner, right? George Tanner for, you know, the start of that game with the, the bloody out-of-control speedboat, as Chris Honor often calls him on here, he had nobody in front of him to pass to, did he? And that was the problem for Tanner. So what is he supposed what to do? I mean, you're expecting a right back to run the game. Um, I don't think he was any worse yesterday. Well, Campring was the best of the back four yesterday. At least he tried to get forward. He didn't He didn't add much in the final third, it's got to be said. 
But I looked at the side yesterday. The first thing I said is I don't like Andy Vyman playing wide. I, my contention is he can't play there. And the manager should have learned that by now. Where we got a lot of things wrong um, was in, in the midfield areas. There was not that many people. Well, there was nobody showing for the ball. Every time James, you talk about Tanner, every time James got it, he passed it sideways or backwards. Mm. There was nobody moving the ball forward. So Knight's making runs. I don't know what Andy Vyman was doing. Could we play with our wingers tucked in? And that wasn't working. Um, and if you put James and Williams in, in the um, same midfield, you'll get the same result, which is basically low tempo. Joe Williams is shown when he's in there with Taylor Gardner-Hickman, he can up his tempo. But once again, we all know Joe struggles to play three games in a week. Yeah, but sorry, and, sorry to interrupt you. I have to say Joe Williams is actually didn't look like a player struggling to do that three games in a week. And he seems as though he's enjoyed a renaissance in his general play. Yeah. Well, and is that indicative playing, of a man that's out of contract in the summer who either wants one at Ashton yeah. Gate or he's got people watching him to get a move maybe as early as January? Well, both. The only thing that's going to cause Joe a problem is if he gets injured again, because people will look at his appearance rate over the last three or four seasons mm. and find it ain't that great. Mm. And I was saying off air earlier on that one of the things that we've really got to look at, I mean, I've been banging on about injuries and amongst other things and playing two up top. And I've suggested for, probably for later on, I've suggested we do that. Um, but it, we can't have players at the club who are going to play 20, 25 games a season. It's just, you, you certainly can't rely on them. Um, mm. And if you're going to keep a small squad, and I think to all intents and purposes, we are, um, then you've got to have a good fitness record. Right. And okay, we have to be on the team. I mean, I, I agreed wholeheartedly with uh, Ian's comments uh, just now and, and yesterday. You know, when I saw, you know, a Williams-James midfield, yeah, um, I thought this is not going to be particularly energetic and a lot of movement there. And the rationale is, you know, you, re you rest players, yeah. Um, were, were you disappointed with the starting lineup? Did you expect more changes? It's called squad rotation, isn't it? Yeah, so would you have expected more or left it as was I, I the only change i expected was for uh was for um conway to come back in for wells we said that on the last podcast and there probably was a reason why why sykes didn't start because it, you know obviously that uh that you know his injury later on was probably a reason why he wasn't 100 fit and now he's not fit at all so uh but i I didn't expect um, um, Garner Hitman uh, to go out, so yeah, that was a little bit. Surprising. He's twenty-two. He should be. He, he should be of all of them the one that can can do it really. Yeah, I mean, I, I I just didn't really need to see see the need, but I mean, obviously the, the manager sees the players and he looks at them in training and conceives who's not fully fit and who's coming up short. We just don't know, do we? I mean, they're not going to advertise the facts that players aren't fully fit, but I mean, they they, they clearly they clearly weren't. Um, and then of course, uh, you know, during the game, you can see how many of those are off form. Near, near, well, probably all eleven. I would imagine the way, yeah. the way it turned yeah. out, just yeah. very flat. Yeah, Ian. Um, I, to, you know, 
take me through. <laughs> this should be a short conversation. Take me through the highlights of the first half. Then <laughs> it's probably Jason Knight's header uh, from the corner that the keepers that the keeper saved well. Um, I can't think of anything else that we did particularly well. Um, the the other thing I'd, I'd comment on before I forget is that it's all very well playing one up top and having a somebody like Tommy Conway that's mobile. And that worked pretty well at Watford because we played football. Uh, hoofing the ball forward against six feet five centre-halves. I mean, if, if, if you were managing a team against Millwall and you had the players together for a day before the game, you say, right, there's a couple of things we haven't got to do. We haven't got to concede many set pieces around the box because if they get decent delivery, they got a couple of two or three wardrobes at the back that are going to come up, smash us out the way and get headers. Mm. And we did that. And then we hit long, high, hopeful balls forward to Tommy. And when Tommy was replaced by Naki, we, we kept doing the same thing. So we, re, we reverted to type in a way. And if we're going to, if we're going to do that, then we need a bigger physical presence up front. I would still play Tommy or Naki next to him. But, you, you, you know, that's the only thing I, I can say. The first half, we were better than we were in the second, but I thought we were absolute tripe in, in, in both halves. Second half, I, I would give us, well, I don't know, one out of ten. I suppose the first half, I'd give us four out of ten. A bit harsh there. Mark, what, yeah. what were your thoughts? That was the only note The only other thing that could have happened in the first half, I mean, Tanner made a great inside pass to Vyman. He's trying to hit it all in one go when he had, mm. he had, a, he was so wide open. He had a chance to make a couple of touches and score. He tried to to, to uh, turn and shoot in the same instance and bloomed it wide when he had a lot more time. And it was a very good inside pass from Tanner. But that was it. I mean, the the mm. passing was so sloppy from side to side. I remember, I think there was a, a one great move from Mimeti going across the midfield. And then there was an overlap on the right and the final ball was poor. And it was just poor, poor, poor all the time. We tried to open up with but with a ball behind. You know, when, when Viner and Dickey were getting the ball, they were looking up for runners and there just weren't any. And it was back to the it was back to the Norwich game you know similar problems and and before that I mean we we I mean we knew I mean that's why I wasn't getting carried away and we weren't getting carried away I had I, I was concerned that this would happen and it did you yeah. know this type this type of game City just have trouble against these teams they can't open teams up that are strong physical and, and sit in but it, it was so poor yesterday that was what it was we didn't yeah. really give them a, I mean we didn't really give them a run for our money we didn't get behind well, we them got at all. worse we actually got worse yeah. but they like I said they controlled the second half they did they largely controlled the second half Mill. Well, no question about that they, they played five yards further up the pitch they were getting lots of crosses into the box and we knew it's almost like you know, you know, you're breaking down the castle doors with a bat and ram. Eventually, it was going to happen. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right there, Mark. The second half, they were just getting stronger and stronger and stronger, yeah. <clears throat> and there was only one team in it, you know. Yeah. Um, and Ian, uh, you know, the second half, Mark mentioned earlier, and I think you de you described it as Sam Bell showed the touch of an elephant. I thought it took a little bit of a bobble as well, but that summed us up. Tommy was in a good position and. Could have got a shot away. It didn't. Almost as though we were afraid to shoot. But then a shape of things to come. I think Dickie headed off the line from Hutchinson. But to take us take us through the goal. I mean, yeah, we don't like conceding from set pieces. But the ball, if not 
leading up to the goal in the corner that led to the goal was bobbing round with bodies in the box. Nobody could clear it or get a, a wedge on it just to lamp it upfield. But how, how did you see the goal? Preventable? Who who failed? Who very, I mean, well, very. Um, as I say, I thought the defence had done quite well uh, up to then. Uh, apart from apart from bringing the ball out, apart from uh, campering, as I said earlier. Um, well, we we let a bloke with the turning circle of an HGV lorry turn in our penalty area, eight yards out, and shoot into the bottom corner past an unsighted O'Leary. We didn't get we didn't get close enough. Somebody didn't get in front of him. That's lack of courage. That's all. All that is you get in front of him. You you might get a kick, but you stop him turning because if if he doesn't turn, all he can do is play the ball backwards. All right. You just said there, Ian. Just pick it up a word you use there. You said lack of courage. Right now, yeah. that's a character trait. Steve Taylor said on here we need a sports psychologist. Tinian said we don't have one. We used to. We we'll always fluff it when we're doing well. It's a mental thing. The fluff it bit is different. But that mental toughness and character, right? It's over on he's scoring to the right side of the penalty area. So the the players that you would, if you're going to point any fingers, you're talking Tanner and Viner. There, are you saying one of those should have faced up or thrown their bodies at it in some shape well, or Zach, form? Zach should have been a Zach should have been a yard closer to him. I mean, the bloke is six foot four, and he was allowed to. He he picked the ball up back to goal, mm. and he was allowed to turn and shoot. You you don't get that much space. You shouldn't have that much space. Not, you know, in in midfield, yeah. But we did. It, it's the same way we didn't when we pressed. We got our press completely wrong. Mm. Now I, I was looking at physical differences between the players, and. Tommy, it might surprise a few people to know, is six foot one. Now, the guy marking him is six foot four, six foot five. So height-wise, there isn't a massive difference, but the the, the weight and the um, physicality of the player is incredible because when we played the ball to Tommy on the floor, he couldn't get there first and lay it off to somebody because the guy was coming through and winning the ball, I thought, fairly most of the time but he was basically stronger than him and there's not when someone's bigger and stronger than you that's why in boxing contests you don't get a bloke my size fighting tyson fury yeah so you you it, it was a physical mismatch and obviously naki is about five seven five six five seven so it's not getting the best out of the players now that disappointed me with with man and somebody said on there he didn't alter his tactics or, or his players perhaps he tried and the players just couldn't do it i mean yeah. you you've got nigel pearson's squad and they're, they're trying <laughs> to convert to manning ball and i think in, in, to be honest this is until he's had a couple of windows so this this window coming and the summer one we're going to find it difficult to see and sometimes oh. the wheels are going to come off. all right okay well M mark um i put as the header for this uh episode season's over isn't it really if you're a fan you know we're the owners no. of well uh, 
No, no, not no, no, not at all. I mean, the, cl- the club's got to develop. We no. want, we want to, fi- we want to finish in the top half of the football. The team's got to progress. There's going to be a turnover of players. That the, you know, the 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 uh, the play's got to improve. Now the se- the season's not over at all. We've got to finish as high up as possible, many game, many games as possible. Uh, simple, simple, simple as that. So no, it's the season's not over. I mean, right. just looking at the goal. I mean, we we the, the balls come come out to the edge of the area. Number eight's just headed it back because we can't clear the ball. And there are four players between Hutchinson and the goal, and he's allowed to swivel on the penalty spot. And none of them, none of them, uh, um, um, you know, put their bodies on the on the bodies on the line. They all look completely surprised that he's in that position, and then he hits it in. It's not O'Leary's fault, but there there are three players between them and the goal, one by the side of him. And it's just an awful goal to concede, but it was coming because they had about three or four uh, corners and recycled corners, and we couldn't even get the ball out. That was a problem. You can't clear the ball; you just leave yourself under constant pressure. It, was, it reminded me a bit of the um, the Preston goal. You know, we, we didn't clear the ball. Player, you know, in the box again is allowed to turn. Once you allow a player to turn, there's a problem. Yeah, and a defender like that shouldn't be allowed to turn. Like Ian said, you know, turning like an articulated lorry, wouldn't he? Really, but it'd be still allowed to turn <laughs> and and, sh- and shoot. He hadn't scored for four years, by the way, so uh, <sighs> that tells you a lot. Well, yeah, and if he's got to score against anybody, it's usually us. We always seem to be the bloody patsy. Mark, um, stick sticking with you on uh, on on that point. It's good, Andy King made the squad. Yeah, um, would you have brought him on late on? Maybe just. As a fresh pair of legs, even though he probably can't do more than 20 minutes at full power, would you have brought him on? Don't think it would have made a lot of difference, really. Um, obviously, Manning didn't see that add, is adding to the creativity. I mean, I think the problem we got with our team is because we've got lots of small players, it relies on playing the ball, playing the ball at pace, and we don't do that. Pass and move, pass and move very quickly. We don't do that. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, and you take Semenyo and, and Scott out that team. You don't have players who can play with a bat to goal and break lines as well. That's what we really lack, and that's why we can't beat teams yeah. like that. Ian, you mentioned one of the youngsters that the manager I heard this on Radio Bristol last night that the manager could have on. I don't know if he was on the bench. And what, what was it? Is it Meerholtz? I mean, what, what was it about him that you think he could add to the match day squad? Believe it or not, for a young man, he's got some physicality. He's quick and he's strong and he's a midfield player. Now, if, if you look at our, our midfield players, you've got who else can play in there besides the one yesterday? You've got Cal Naismith, who's had a setback. So we might not see him until March, February. Yeah, I mean, possibly he's had a, he's had a setback now, how bad that setback is, but he's got a hamstring injury. So having a hamstring injury and then having a, a setback um, is um, we've um, uh, having a, having a setback is bad news when you've got already got a, a serious injury. And when I say serious injury, I don't mean a season ender or anything like that. But I I think something is going to keep you out for couple of months normally yeah so um i i think that we're uh we are that th- i think 
we haven't got a lot of choices in that position. Like I say, you've got Naismith and King. Both both have been out with hamstring injuries. Is Andy King going to make a huge difference over Matty James or Joe Williams? I, I wouldn't have thought so on what I've seen so far. I'm not saying he, he's not a decent player, but let's be honest, in football terms, he's getting on a, on a bit. The best of his career is definitely, definitely behind him, not in front of him. So we look to do something moving forward. Um, but Sykes, um, oh, apparently had a tight hamstring. Sykes had a tight hamstring. Hang on. Hang on. Sykes had a tight hamstring yesterday. So I think it was largely precautionary. And hopefully he hasn't aggravated and he'll be mm. okay. I mean, I'm, I'm looking more to the next league game. And I understand that Ross McCrory will be available. Uh, to be in the squad for the Preston game as well. Well, that would be a good thing if it is. It, uh, Mark, it, you, we had on the field yesterday at various times <clears throat> the best of what we've got up front. Um, Vyman, Sykes, Cornick, Conway, Wells, Mametti and Bell. They all featured yesterday, right? The answer isn't there at the moment. Some people were criticising Manning that he always makes seems to make the same substitutes, which, you know, at the same stage of the match, he never changes it up front. But do you think any of those seven players that I've mentioned there, do you think any of those seven might find themselves departing from Ashton Gate in January? And I'm just picking up on a comment that um, was Andreas has set up here, season picking up on what I said. Season definitely not over. Maybe that was a bit extreme. January is key for us as a club and the direction Manning wants to go. But those forwards, Mark, is, is, is it that we've got the right the right forwards, but we're not playing them in the right combination? What do you think? Well, to be quite honest, I think it makes a lot of difference in the, if they don't get the ball. Um, the only player I, I think could go out on loan because of his lack of quality is Harry Cornick. I mean, when he came on yesterday, virtually anonymous, it can't hold on to the ball. I think the only thing he can do, and he didn't do yesterday, was uh, uh, as effective as his long throw occasionally. And that was only at the start of the season. So I don't think, I think he's the only he's a player I could see going out on loan if a club would take him. But that's about it. But I don't see real problems with the other players. Um, I mean, Vyman, I mean, has, has got a chance to speak to foreign clubs now. He's coming to the end of his contract. Um, I don't think, you know, Naki Wells is perhaps we may have seen the best of Naki Wells. Injuries have got in the way, so we haven't really seen him play himself into form this season. Although he's a decent runner of the lines. Um I think you know Andy. Andy is more is in front of him in terms of a, a likely departure. But the one in, in in January, I'd say Harry Cornick out of those is the only one. But you still want a player to come in for him. Uh, some well, I think you could get me. I mean, making an improvement on Harry Cornick wouldn't be difficult. <laughs> but it's it's been able to do some trade. We know. Um, I think. Um, what we're we looking at, I think we've, um, John Lansdowne said we wanted to bring in attacking midfield player, didn't he? Uh, at the Q and A, uh, the senior Reds, and I think there may be a left-sided player as well that we're looking at. Don't know, but yeah, I get I, Harry Cornick. I get rid of him in a flash. You get get rid of him. player. And, yeah, sorry. What about what about the Mimetti experiment? I mean, uh, Manning's shown faith in a player that Nigel Pearson, who bought him, clearly didn't rate because he wasn't even including him in uh, the starting uh, lineup. He did do one bit of defensive cover 
in the second half, which I thought you stuck with it. But he, he doesn't have that physicality and, you know, he's not strong. You know, he makes Callum O'Dowda look defensively strong, Mimeti does, and he's not got the physicality to get past players in the final third. You know, do you think we take offers for him or do you think Manning wants to persist down that route? I think he, I think he wants to persist and see what he's like for the rest of the season. Yeah, he does lack physicality, so he's going to have to uh, work on the, the defensive side of his game, no question. Otherwise, he becomes a liability when he loses the ball, uh, puts the man behind him, Pring, under a lot of pressure. He gets dragged along like he does. But I think he showed enough in the last few games to show that he's, uh, he's he has drastically improved, but he needs space in front of him to run into. When we're playing the ball very slowly from side to side, and, you know, Mill will add us where they wanted us yesterday, wherever we were on the pitch, because of the, the pace of our ball was just so slow. Um, so I don't think he, he, he um, was any worse than the rest, really. Right. So, you know, I think we okay. we keep playing him. But, but who else is there that we play on the left? Um, Sam Bell, you know, right-footed uh, player on the left, I think is the only player that could, that, that could come in. He's got the same defensive problems as Mehmeti. Yeah. But Ian, just saying to Mark, seven forwards. They, you know, I don't think we've got any forwards injured at the moment. Have we? Have we got any forwards that are injured that would be Benaroos midfielder? No, I think, I think look, looking at our forwards, what disappoints me with players like Anis Mehmeti and Sam Bell is when they get a run on players, they don't keep going. They all lack the confidence to go forward. Um, it's It really disappoints me because you think the one thing we could do with Sam, Tommy had an opportunity yesterday to run in between two central defenders onto a misplaced pass. Didn't have the pace to get past them. And, and that just because these are young blokes that you think and, and are allegedly quite quick. And I don't think they are. Um, they, they don't seem particularly quick. It's just it's just a confidence to say, right, I'm going. I'm going to do it. And you're not going to do it all the time. I mean, blimey, Mo Salah don't do it all the time. He's pretty good, isn't he? So, but it, it's that, you know, you're not going to be, if you you want to play very quickly in transition, the example of a club that does that would be somebody like Villa or Liverpool, where they go from one end of the, the pitch in seconds. That's something we don't do because we, we don't have that passing ability and do you know what I, I wouldn't it you know we're saying about the players we need it wouldn't surprise me that if we sign two midfield players but we definitely need some more left-sided well, players there and we it go. doesn't yeah, yeah. and Ian, it, it doesn't help that we've got a lot of left-sided players injured we've got Hayden Roberts Rob Atkinson and Cal Naismith all left-sided yeah the the one Atkinson's six four, six foot three and a half, if you will. Cal Naismith six one, and all right, Aiden Roberts is five nine. But you, that balance is sadly lacking. And and I think I I, I know the modern trend is to invert your uh, wingers, but I like wingers with chalk on their boots and somebody on the right wing like Sykes, and I think he's our most effective wide player. Mm. Um, that are playing on that side of the field. Simple as that. Mm. 
I mean, I don't think any of those... All right, no, let me rephrase that. This young lad that we're signing from Ireland, Ian Murphy, <laughs> yeah, the Irish name, uh, is Adam is Adam Murphy, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. Adam Murphy, yeah. Right. Okay, where does he play? And is he a club in the bag or is he somebody that would threaten Mametti and Bell? Initially, he's been bought for the development squad. He's not a wide player. He's a central midfield player. He has played holding, but he's more of a central midfield okay. player that looks forward. I mean, he's only 18. All right. So, so, and so he's, he's been bought. He's yeah. one for the future. Yes, I would say so. But then again, we thought Alex Scott was one for the future. And all of a sudden he became one for now because we needed to play him out of sheer desperation. Mm -hmm. So and he came in and did really well. And, and the rest is history. Is So um, and, and that's a little bonus we could get in the summer because if he keeps playing as well as he is for Bournemouth, I can see one of the bigger clubs saying, well, we'll have a little punt on this lad for 30 or 40 million. If that's they the have sort a punt they for do. 40 million, then we'd be in for... 20 we we get about four million quid for that wouldn't we yeah yeah 20 20 percent of 15 the profit. million yeah so um yeah and and then you've got a chance if burnley got relegated there's a lot of talk about brownhill um staying in the premier league moving on somewhere um yeah. and what so, happens lloyd, Ke lloyd kelly's injured at the moment isn't he at bournemouth lloyd, yeah, lloyd, kelly. lloyd kelly is lloyd kelly's out of contract in the summer and it, it's said that um he's got a move lined up to italy but i don't know if that's true that that's just from yeah, okay. decent well-informed people so they're talking about italy but um yeah he, he's but he's out of contract so we wouldn't get anything out of that yeah yeah i mean tim monaghan said to me he said from one recruiter to another i didn't know you did recruiting uh tim uh i'm looking for a bright young person to come in because i'm not getting any younger there you go i don't know what you do but uh he said uh we need to believe only a small run away from the playoffs. If you don't have hope, what do you have? I still think we can nick sick. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it is, it's the hope that kills watching Bristol City, Tim. I don't know how old you are, but I said to the Tim Capel, the Eurosport uh, guy who came with me to the game yesterday, I said, God, this is uh, New Year's Day games. This was, uh, what was it, New Year's Day 1968. I was into my second year. That's 50 six years ago and it's that hope if you didn't have the hope right i wouldn't still be going after 56 years yeah but as it's great that we played so well at watford that was a real startling performance but you know as ian said manning lost uh, sorry pearson lost five out of his last seven and he was lucky to win the two that he won Somebody put on one of the social media platforms the other day, we were lucky to get a win against Sunderland and scraped it against Hull. So, you know, quid pro quo. And it picks up on what Tomo said here. Manning's had 11 games now, 15 points from 11 games, 1.3 per game. There's been no real improvement so far on Pearson's stats. So when I said the season's over, Ian, that was prompted by you, Ian, saying two windows to get it right. We are once more, a work in progress. And OK, so maybe Nigel wasn't going to get us there because we weren't progressing enough, but we're still in that there or thereabouts of the playoffs. We're not going to be flirting with relegation this season because I think we are good enough to... No, we're, 
avoid. We're, we're 15, 15 points clear of relegation. There you still. go. So, so, and that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, so we're and, playing. But it's some. It's somebody else has said on here. Um, five games picked up ten points. That's two points a game. Yeah. So no, I can't right. remember us doing it doing that that often. I can't just re no, no. remember having this many points at this juncture in the season. We're normally looking <laughs> over our shoulders. So we've we've got in the, between the first of January and the second of Feb, we've only got four league games. So tiredness goes out the window. The West Ham game, many people are saying, you've said it yourself, Dave, it's, it's a free hit. And in a sense, it is in the sense that no one's expecting us to win. Um, so it, it'd be the most city thing in the world to do to go up and win. But I'm more worried about, you know, I, I'd rather we lost that one and beat beat Preston and then won the next home game. Is that Watford, Watford next home game? Yeah. yeah. So let's. I'd rather we did that because that's the priority. If Absolutely. because it, the priority is for this club to get in the Premier League. Yeah. Purely for and, financial and, reasons. And you know, with the best win in the world, with clubs coming down each league, we're always going to be doing that via the playoffs because. Odds on that a club that gets relegated, more than one club that gets relegated, will probably be in the top two, as it looks like it will be this season. Um, Mark, the transfer window is now open. Yeah. Um, hooray. 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 <laughs> uh, McCrory, for me, is the player that I want to see. It will be like a new <clears throat> signing. Yeah. Um, We've Ian said about left-sided players, target men up front. Even yesterday, the inference on Radio Bristol was as that big target man or that physical presence. Is there anybody out there that you cast your eyes on, not only up front but in any of the positions where we need that we've got a hope in hell of getting? Never mind who we like, because we like Pritchard, don't we? And Bannon at Sheffield Wednesday. Sorry, Sunderland. And Sheffield Wednesday, respectively. But, you know, are we going to get... I mean, Tim said to me yesterday, he said it'd be good to get a marquee signing, you know, experienced player that is towards the end of his career. But I said, that's not going to happen down here. We're not going to get that sort of player. So, I, quite honest, I just don't know. I mean, um, you can get what we did with Harry Cornick last year um, was um, sign a player who was going to be out of contract at the end of last season. And of course, because he was on low wages, they were able to they would attempt him. Um, so you could you could do that. So, you know, there, there, there are probably irons in the fire there. Um, but I think otherwise we're shopping, we're shopping in, in, in League One. Um, we can't, we, I can't see us subsidising being able to afford a Premier League um, youngster's wages. Just don't think we can afford to do that. And of course, we can't afford any, anybody else from the Premier League either, unless a club would, would substantially subsidise the wages. Whether they want to do that, I don't know. I think that's unlikely. So I think it's players who are likely to be out of contract. Maybe the, uh, the odd loan sign-in, uh, like a Taylor Garner-Hickman, but that's going to be depend on players going out as well. So I just don't know. I mean, the, the player I wanted last season, strangely enough, and I think that was just pot luck. I like the look of Jason Knight last season, what he was doing at Derby, and I could see him fitting in very well. And I didn't have a clue that we were after him. I just liked the player and thought he would he would fit us very well. And he was at Derby. Um, he was definitely within our price range, and we got him. I don't think you know we'll be spending a couple of million on a player in January from League One. People have talked about 
I think Brannigan at, at Oxford, but I think he's probably too old and that ship sailed. I think maybe there's another Oxford midfielder that maybe it's a little bit better. Mark. Yes, what I mean, I've what Brannigan Brannigan's twenty seven. Yeah, I said he's twenty seven, so I don't I don't think he's good. He just said he's enough. too old. Well, no, I think I just think he he, he doesn't suit. I don't think he suits what we're looking at. Um, so I just don't know. I mean, I think it's yeah. we're likely I mean, it's yeah. likely to be players in the Harry Cornick mould or coming to their end of the contracts. Uh, uh, and then so it's, hit, it's hit and hope, really, because look, yeah. let's be fair, exactly. Harry Cornick and Anis Mametti, you know, we spent what a couple of million in total. I don't think we're going to. We won't just bring no. bodies in for it. We won't like bring bodies. We won't no, bring bodies in for. We won't bring right. bodies in for the sake of it. Right. We look, won't just bring bodies in. Made we'll a very good point on here. We're going round in circles, and you're absolutely right, Nadine. You know, I mean, I mean, we've been chatting for forty minutes, and you know, we're, we're struggling. Um, we're we're struggling. What to talk about, really? To not what to talk about, but we are literally going round in circles because the loan market. We're not going to subsidise. We're talking about yeah. shopping in league one you know so you know and and night i'll ask you this question here should manning be building a team around let's 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 get the fact let's get the facts here not facts or some strategy should we be building a team around manning in midfield sorry manning a team around night in midfield right a Viner Dickey partnership and then Tommy up front and say with Max in goal, and that's the spine of your team. Max in goal, Viner Dickey combo with um, Atkinson backing up, Knight in midfield, Conway up front. There you go. I don't think you've, you've, I don't think you necessarily got the strongest spine. A uh, couple of things. It depends how you want to play. We we know that Manning favours a possession-style football. We know that the owners want us to play attacking front-foot football, um, which in the last two games, let's face it, we haven't done. Um, OK, one was away. And that, I mean, it, it didn't surprise me that Birmingham sat in because, I mean, they got beat again yesterday. I think they're down to 20th now and the natives are extremely restless. Yeah. So... That didn't surprise me. It did surprise me how Millwall played, but it it did surprise me that we didn't have a plan for getting around it. Um, so the the players, there's no mystery. The the players we're going to sign are going to be from League One primarily, not so much League Two, um, or they're going to be out of contract players in the in the Championship in the main. Um, I don't think there's a huge focus. Well, I know there's not a huge focus abroad um the, and the that's, that's is... worrying you and i have to say that's worrying that we're not extending our scouting capability well i didn't say we weren't we weren't looking but i don't think we're going to do a huge amount of business abroad and when you look at our signings from abroad they and i mean from foreign clubs they've been a bit hit or miss and we've had some real stinkers um, and we've had one or two, we've had some good ones as well. Like like Fan was a good signing, Jonathan Codger. Um, Pizano wasn't bad at fullback. Eros, he was okay. He was another one that was injured a lot, though, wasn't he? He was. So um, was a big lump I, up I, front I, that we had that was injured. Milan as well. Jorich. Milan Jorich. Milan Jorich. 
signed yeah. injured, stayed injured. Um, yeah. Same with Adam Nash, and very expensive. Um, so, which we we found out when we came to pay his contract off. Um, no, I, I think it, it's mainly going to be from that from that pool. We won't be signing any form of lump up front. It, it can't be a head on the stick. It's they're, they're looking for somebody. It's probably a bit younger, but it's got skill in movement. So there are players that are like that. But, you, you know, you couldn't, for example, go down to Bournemouth and get Kiefer Moore because, you know, he's earning around 60 grand a week. He oh, turned down Millwall early in the season as well, didn't he? He had, oh, had a loan lined up and they turned him, and they turned him down, didn't they? Ian, Ian, if you want to do a little bit of trading, if you want to do a little bit of trading using Kiefer Moore as an example, bearing in mind that... Um, uh, Bournemouth still owe us money for Scott. You could have some arrangement where his wages were subsubsidised out of advance payments that are due on Alex Scott. If we wanted to go down if that, if, yeah, if if that's the player that you want, and players like that are dead handy in both penalty areas, aren't they? Let's be honest. And we do look. I mean, when you see the teams shaking hands before the game it looks like a scene out of land of the giants doesn't it yeah um, and you've got a job to differentiate between some of our players and the mascots and, and the mascot um but you're gonna liam leads we know how he wants to play yeah and 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 he'll he'll sign players that have got the capability of doing that and that may not include a lot of the ones that we currently have but Liam leads towards technical players who so won't just buy a lump in any new strike. Exactly that. More than yeah, we've got technical yeah. players that can run. The Mark, other thing that'll be interesting... Al Hamidi from Wimbledon? I haven't got a clue. Um, I think it's somebody that we've looked at, a centre-forward, but, yeah, I don't really know too much about him. I mean, if he's a, as a player in League Two, yeah. is he scoring lots of goals? I mean... yeah. Don't really know about him. I mean, he was playing from last season. They got relegated. That would be a bit of a punt, wouldn't it? If we were going, uh, uh, if we were going for somebody um, for from a league two, league two team, um, I don't really know much. Don't really know much about him. The player I'm looking forward to seeing coming in is Ross McCrory, because of course the other thing well, he'll do is add. All our hopes on Ross McCrory. Well, he'll, he'll add height as well, so you know, be good at set pieces. He's six two, so as a as a, a, you know, that will be a different yeah. dimension to our play. Ian, Ian, do you know Long? Uh, Matt Moore said no one has looked at Longstaff, Langstaff, probably Longstaff at Notts County. Yeah, uh, Macaulay Longstaff. Yeah, we we have looked at him. Um, Al Hamid has been linked with us for the last two seasons to my knowledge but the only thing that would I, I think might go against that is that I don't think our relationship with Wimbledon is that great after the kerfuffle over uh, when we tried to sign Curry as the left back mm. um, in the January transfer window where we finished up getting Cornick and uh, Mametti so uh, who by the way cost nothing like two million they have cost us a million yet between no I, I, so, I overstated that Ian you're absolutely right yeah, I mean a lot of you know there's a lot two of, of ad, million with, buy. It, I wouldn't even say that Dave because yeah. there's that that'll include add-ons and the way Mimetti's playing he'll be out of here before anybody gets uh any add-ons or anything else um but 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 yeah I mean it, 
we know the way that Manning wants to play. He's told us how he wants to play. The board have said how, how they want to play. So that's all been clearly communicated. It just in the in the last couple of games, I think Manning's used the right word. We haven't been brave enough. Um, it, you know, it, he is, and just to divert, somebody said, uh, something I mentioned the other day, said Palmer Holden it is a big target man. I wouldn't be surprised to see him brought back because he can play football. Now, um, I still I still think the answer is, even if we did that, the answer is playing a two uh, with with what we have, unless we, we need to sign a, a, a really different player. Another point Alan Page made about Liam Rossini is bringing in players from Burnley. Hull are paying a lot of money for players, and that's how, they, how come they got Scott Twine as well. And he was said to be available at two and a half million, and we were interested. We weren't, but the the fee this come back to me from somebody at Burnley said it's not two and a half, it's four and a half because that's what they paid for him. So, and, and if you and then you've got to look at wait, it's the wages that are the killer thing. And those guys at Burnley will be earning big money. Yeah. They've been in the Premier League. Uh, but Ian, uh, I a think a couple of times. I think the thing is, and Dave picking up on something that Dave Fev's uh, said, and we've said on this podcast probably back in September October time. The sort of player, the sort of money that we need to be spending to get a bit better than what we've got, right, is the Jason Knight type of player, the best of the best in League One. And where yeah. the wages aren't so much of a problem, yeah, but yeah. the best of the best in League One is going to cost what Jason Knight costs. And we're talking... One and a half to two million quid. Do you agree with that, Mark? That to get, you know, shop in League One, but let's get the best of the best at that level where our wages will make a difference. And then we're only going to lose out there if another club in the championship says, Oh, we got an eye on him, we'll gazump you by paying four grand a week more than Bristol City. We know what their maximum is. Is is that that's really what we should be doing. My, I mean, my view is I'd sooner spend nothing in this window and persevere with what we've got than go and spend half a million here and 750,000 there. Yeah, I think, you can, you, I think you could, you could get the best from the best from League One. Uh, well, Steve Cottrell did it, didn't he, uh, in the summer of 20, 2014. But I think you're only going to get them at the end of the season because those clubs don't want to let that players go, you know. I mean, yeah, I don't think he come to us, but probably one of the best centre forwards in, in League One is Dion Charles, you know, that sort of player. Playing for some, there's some uh, playing for Bolton. playing for Bolton. Uh, you know, there's decent players at, at, at Portsmouth who are, who are doing well, you know, the front players. Peterborough, yeah, yeah, Peterborough, Peterborough, Peter you know, they, and, they, and, and the th good thing about Peterborough is, and why people could be buying their players is Peterborough play football, don't they? Yeah. So put their mm. players can slot into teams at, at a higher level, and they've been doing it for donkey's years, which is a, a big credit to them, really. And they know they're a selling club because I mean, they, here's, here's a really outrageous. Players. You won't get them to the end of the season, David. You want to get the best oh, of the best, they won't be available now. Here's a really outrageous suggestion, right? Mm. And I think a certain other club. That we won't mention we're going to pay 800,000 quid for this bloke, right? So, and Darren McAntony, he likes to do a deal, he likes to think he's a bit like his dad, Barry Fry, or they got the same mentality. But if somebody said to you, <coughs> and I'll get laughed off the screen with this. No, it's then his dad, I'll Barry Fry, I'll get Mark's, Mark's view as well because Ian, Ian's going to shoot me down with this, All right? 
Well, give him a chance, David. Turn up Darren McAntony at Peterborough and say, look, we'll give you Anish Mimetti and Ari Cornick, and you give us, what's his name, Clark Harris, right? Yeah. Is is he, is, would, would we be any worse off getting rid of those two and bringing him in? Because he's a lot. So. Huh? Yeah, well, he's he's not just a lump. He scores goals, and 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 he's he's got a little bit about him. I don't, I don't Johnson, think Clark he's Harris that. is, isn't it? That's a guy. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, he, he scores goals, but he's only scored goals at, at that level. So in the way, it's a gamble. But so was Mametti and Cornet. Yeah. So um, get, so if you said, if you said to me tomorrow, say bye, see ya, don't want yeah, to be here. I, I don't think. Peterborough would take that deal. I mean, at the moment, the player he's bigging up a lot is this winger that we were, I can't bring his name to mind, we were linked with. They've got a, a winger up there very quick. Um, and um, he's tearing up trees. Once again, according to Darren McAntony, who's obviously trying to flog him. Um, but he, he'd be a player that we would be more interested in, more to fit into the Liam Manning style. Um, Nadine Gardner does different mean big? No, what it what it yeah it does mean bigger and stronger than what we've got. It does mean physicality. Uh, but if you've got a guy who say I don't know twenty six twenty seven and goes about twelve stone and is six foot two, but he's got it. He's got to be able to play football. Um, you know we're not gonna we're not gonna go out and get turn ourselves into Wimbledon, you know, where you've got the three six-foot-five blokes up well, front and we're pinging the long diagonal. And that's, that, not, Manning, that's not Manning's way of playing. No, Although it, it's not the Ian, way he wants. It's not <clears throat> the way he wants to play. Yeah. As you said, Ian, though, yesterday, he was reverting to lump ball to Tommy Conway, who's can't well, the, be... He, he wasn't. The players were. All right. And that's yeah. what I call revert, reverting to type. They've done that for the last yeah. two and a half years, Dave. You yeah. can't suddenly expect uh, and say, right, right, right. look, uh, right, I've done that for two and a half years, but now I've decided that I'm Bobby Moore and I'm going to play it to feet and I'm going to have 100% pass accuracy. I mean, Zach tried a few long diagonals, which normally he'll hit reasonably well, but he smashed them straight out of play. And that summed up our approach. Rob Dickey yeah. hit some misplaced passes and he's a good passer of the ball, yeah. Rob. So, but you shouldn't have to rely on your central defenders, if you look at touches um, and pa pass accuracy, normally it's our central defenders that are right up there. Mm. Now that that tells a that tells a tell in itself. And if you look at the game yesterday, wh where we went wrong, um, if you look at passes forward, we only had slightly more passes forward than Millwall, right. and we only had ten touches in the opposition box. That's, That's cool. where we went wrong. It was right. in the final um, third. Okay. And with well, our let's, tempo. Uh, let's wrap it up with a couple of moments. Um, Mark, are you going to the London Stadium at the weekend? No, no. I'm, I'm, I've set my eye off the ball that week. And then, of course, all the tickets went. So, no, I'll, well, um, I'll, I, have, to I'll have to find yeah. a feed. Ian, there probably will be available going. somewhere. Yeah, Ian, you're going, aren't you? Yeah, I'm up, I'm up there in the post seats, Dave. Uh, my, my, I'm, it's a sure sign that you're getting older. When your daughter says, "I'll tell you what, I'll take you to the football, Dad." Um, so her company that she works for has got a, a great relationship with the West Ham United Foundation, 
So we'll be up there uh, in a place called, I think it's called The Forge. Um, and apparently it, it, it's very nice. And Sounds we'll be sat nice. in the seats. Well, you have to be on your best behaviour when you're up there, Ian. I mean, oh, yeah, it, well, it's interesting. So we're sat in the yeah. seats close, to, we're behind the dugout. So they're they're really good seats. Yeah, it's still and probably about a mile from the pitch. I've never been there, but it doesn't look as though it's the most uh, enclosed. It's actually the the view said to be <coughs> said to be uh, said to be quite quite good. But um, uh, I I think it'll be um, it'll be good actually because I I knew a few of the well. It's your I mean this is, I I when I saw the cup draw was made. Um, I mean, my my son-in-law, stepson-in-law, he lives about four miles from the ground, so it would be an excuse to maybe to go up there that weekend. But I I just didn't fancy it myself, and I think this I think we're we're in danger. This is us, little old Bristol City. Oh, it's our big day. It's our cup final, you know. And nine thousand. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that. I mean, we, we, I mean, we, we travel in number as well, don't we, away from home? But it's like the thing is, they made the good, the good, the good thing is, they made it so attractive, haven't they? I mean, yeah. 10, 10 quid yeah. a ticket, awful, well done, West awful place to get to, though. You know, oh, I well, telling. I wouldn't care for that, for that, those prices. I think that's brilliant. Well, well, now you've got, now there. you've got the, you wouldn't want to drive there, but now you've got that, no. um, the Queen Elizabeth line, is it? This Hardly ever works at weekends here in the Elizabethan line, I have to say. It is. Pretty erratic. I've used it about. So twice. you just got to get the DLR out there, have you? Well, you got to get the DLR. Yeah, I think it's pudding pie lane. Don't get off at Stratford and have to walk through the shopping centre because apparently you'll not be allowed to. Uh, you'll be rooted, and it's got to be fun. Nine thousand Bristolians walking to the game with a lot of uh, West Ham fans and uh, what have you. So uh, I hope the police will be out there in numbers. I mean, look, I hope, I hope we get. I hope we get a win. I was reading Alan Dix's book and that cup run of 73, 74. I can't believe that's 50 years ago that we have the mm, famous win too long. over Leeds. Um, that kept him in a job. No fear of um, uh, any manager in Bristol being under threat at the moment. And, uh, I mean, it's interesting, David Moyes, you know, he's out of contract in the summer. And only recently, I was listening on Talk Sport, have they talked about giving him a two-and-a-half-year, new two-and-a-half-year contract. So only now are they talking about it. And that's a guy who won them a bloody trophy last season. So yeah, all incredible. The Pearson, all the Pearson uh, lovers, look, at the end of the day, you know, he did not He did do a lot of good stuff. But, you know, we were trading water, as he would say, 15 games a season, 15 wins a season for three seasons. It's, it's treading water. But it took Pearson about it took Pearson about fourteen games to win a home game, didn't it? I know because he didn't Ian, wear it. Are you, one of the, are you, so, yeah. It's not a it's not a free hit, is it? Is it a chance? Do, do you think we will look playing Manning ball should suit us against a first division? Uh, sorry, against first division. Manning ball should adapt well against technically superior opposition, shouldn't it? Yes, and and you can bet your life West Ham aren't going to sit in. So they'll they'll try and dominate the ball. It, a lot depends on the strength of the team that they select. Bearing in mind they're still in the European competition. They're what are they sixth in the Premier League? West Ham. Yeah, they dragged themselves up, um, haven't they? Really well. Doing really well. Um, if they put out anything, if they put out their best side, then on paper they should absolutely murder us, shouldn't they? Yeah. Um, on if they. 
if they decide they're going to chop and change, like they recently piled a team against Liverpool at Anfield and got stuffed 5-1. And the way they defended that day, I mean, Tommy and our forwards would have a field day because they were so high up the pitch and the, the tackles weren't really going in and players that had a chance to impress and get in the first team didn't. I mean, Jared Bowen scored a great goal and he, he's a menace, but hopefully they won't start him. But then again, if they don't start him, they'll start Danny Ings and he ain't bad, is he? So, you know, um, they're a much, much, much bigger club, much bigger stadium. Um, it, it is to an extent a day out. The, the walking around up there before the game, it's not like it was, I don't know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, even in terms of, um, various forms of, uh, fisticuffs and, um, running running around although i dare say a bit of that will go on um but no i i, I think we can go up there and give a really good account of ourselves. now you key. imagine i think, if, I think you what you imagine if we went up there and, and and we won it you know the publicity would be amazing it should get, get the players playing out of their skin and then because manning can say to him look if, if you guys think especially the younger ones you want to play in the premier league Right, you're playing a Premier League team. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, it's not. Well, look, not, put yourself gonna, in the soft window. Put yourself in yeah. the soft window, like Alex. Yeah, Scott why not? Has done. Alex Scott has done, and as you said a moment ago, Ian, you know he's he's adapted. I think he came on as a sub, scored the goal, had one disallowed, thirteen touches, found his passes with all of them. I think you know, and he he's yeah. captured that imagination. And if you're Tommy Conway, particularly. And some of these yeah. younger players can bring. You go out there and do it. I mean, we are into we are into replays at this stage, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah, think so. In the first round, isn't it? Look, if we get a draw, that'd be fantastic. Get them back to Ashton Gate under the lights. Get a win. Get into the fourth round. Easy draw. Yeah. Get through to the fifth round. That no. I'm being serious now. That type of yeah. season would take away some of the, you know, we're going nowhere. Some of the depression that I'm showing. If we have a good cup run and we got to, I mean, Christ, you know, 1974 it was the sixth round. We got to the quarterfinals. You know, we were yeah, we haven't been there rubbish, since. No, rubbish in the league. I mean, read anybody who hasn't read the Alan Dix book, read it. It's great because everything that I've been reading, I was there. I saw it all. 67 through to 76. Absolutely brilliant read. But 73-74 season, yeah, we were doing rubbish in the league. Yeah, worse than we're doing now in the same division. Yeah, we actually did. I think we did well in the first half of the season then we fell away in 16. Absolutely right. Yeah, but then, you know, we had the game against Hereford, which we drew, what a replay, I think. And then it was the Leeds game. Uh, well, we played Hull in the third round. We did, sorry, Hull. Liverpool. Decent yeah. cup run. That'll buy time to adapt to what we're uh, seeking to achieve, which is a different style of football. And I say, Tim, who came with me to the game yesterday, he said, we are playing different style of football. And as Ian has said, we're trying to play a different style with players that have played a particular way for two and a half years. So maybe we just got to suck it up, yeah? And maybe, as somebody said on one of the feeds on, on here today, don't get too high with the highs, yeah? 
and don't, don't get too, get too, too low, low with the lows. lows. Yeah. And that's right. You know, I mean, maybe I should take a leaf out of that and not be uh, as, as I say, depressed as I was walking out of ground. Don't slash, don't slash your wrist, mate. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I did. I did. I told you this. I did get a clarinet for Christmas, right? And in the space of a week, right, I've gone from looking an absolute twat, not being able to play a note, that I can play the opening few lines of When the Saints Go Marching In, which being a City fan ain't much cop for me. But I will be giving a solo on playing a clarinet when I feel it's right and proper for me to do so without coming across as a twat. Uh, although a lot of people probably and, think I'm that. And, and we'll, all, we'll all look forward to that with bated breath, Dave. All right. Okay. Uh, time to get back to work. Dave on his clarinet, well, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mark, you're, you're, we're, we're doing the podcast for the West Ham game. Monday tea time, is that right, Ian? Yeah, about six o'clock. So I got a chance to uh, get back from um, staying in Bedfordshire. Get you back, get you back down from uh, London. So we'll have had a chance to reflect on it, and we should. No, we won't know what the fourth round draw is, but we may, we we may not be uh, participating in that anyway. Anyway, we might not. Happy anyway. New Year, Ian and Mark. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, once again, thanks for your support. Record number of downloads in December of over, well, approaching 9,000 over a 30-day period, which I know we've been banging out the podcast over this, but that's pretty damn good. So Ian and Mark, you know, the two uh, regulars uh, on here, you know, you're all part of that, as are some of the other people that come on, notably Neil, uh, Neil Sutz and, and Dave Fenn as well. So Happy New Year, everybody. And let's look on the bright side, perhaps. All the best. Cheers now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Good luck, everybody. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. I've been unlucky. Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy. As happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along. Along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy, what if I've been blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours, I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song, when the red, red robins are bob, bob, bobbing along. Red, red robin come bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robin starts bobbing along. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, 
we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.